welcome. Uh, this is the Seraph covering Cherif. Uh, today we continue to study the holy writings. Uh, let us pray. Our beloved Father who art in the heavens, a hallow, sanctified, and glorified be your name. Our beloved Jesus, the Christ, who intervenes for us. Hallow, sanctified, and glorified be your name. Our beloved God, the Holy Spirit, who dwells in us and around us. Hallow, sanctified, and glorified be your name. Father, we ask you today that you may give us a meek and a humble heart, like our beloved Jesus the Christ, and that you may open our minds, give us of your understandings, and lead us to spiritual truth in your holy writings. Give us of your Holy Spirit in Jesus Christ, we ask you. Amen. So up until now, you have learned a much beautiful truth. Uh, to learn that the creator of everything is the Lord, that is truth. Now, the Lord is telling you this through a prophet. Now, remember, a God is not going to change the way he communicates to you. He's not going to make an exception for you. And you need to understand that for God, there is either uh, those who obey him and those who disobey him. So the reason why God chose a people for himself is because amongst the people, the name of the Lord is called upon. So they didn't choose themselves. It was God who chose them. So you don't get to decide it is God who decides. You know nothing. The one who knows is the Lord. So this is why when he comes to you and he brings you a message, uh, he's not asking about your opinion. What do you think about it? Uh, how you feel about it? Or if you see something else. <laughs> so... I know you're probably thinking this is a little bit harsh, but in fact it isn't. You see, the reason why you reject the messages from God, it is because we were born in the likeness of Adam who committed sin. So the seed, you know, the pass on to the next generation is in the likeness of Adam who committed sin. So we are enemies of God. And we reject God. But through Jesus, the Lord, uh, who came onto this earth, through him, God has set the way, the truth, and the life. So in Jesus the Christ, you may uh, live a life like God commands us to live. But most importantly, you know, God is uh, putting in yourself uh, his image one more time. Now the likeness and the image of God. Uh, there's no character. Uh, the word of God does not speak of character. Uh, the word of God does not speak of nature. It speaks of creation. Now creation is everything that exists and existence is what God creates. So man does not create. Now we talked a little bit about this. Uh, for example, if I'm looking at the computer that I have, uh, 
it was made out of elements that were already in place. So they basically just formed something out of uh, something that already existed. So that is not creating. Now creating is what God the Lord did. Out of nothing he created the heavens and the earth. And then he says that the earth was formless. And then the uh, Spirit of God moved and hoover upon the earth. And then he began to create every single thing that you see. And every single thing that you do not see. So visible and invisible. This is what the Lord does. So he creates. We don't create. And in fact, uh, existence is what God creates. Now, God created intelligent beings, uh, but these beings uh, committed sin. And so death entered the world. This is another truth that God is teaching you. Now, the way he communicates to you, and this is the key, you see, is through a prophet. No one else can claim that God will speak to them because God will teach you who is a prophet from God and will also tell you that you are only to listen what the prophets from God tells you. Because the prophet that comes from God will deliver you the message as God has spoken to that prophet. So the prophet is not going to add to the message and is not going to subtract. Uh, this is actually, uh, they do this to deceive you. And this is why uh, the Lord says to be careful, to listen to those, only to those that he identifies as his prophets. Now, you're going to find people who uh, may uh, want to deter you otherwise because they want to deceive you. Now, see, for me to claim something, without the Lord saying it, that's what the Lord says, you know, to be careful of. But when you go into the Holy Writings and you ask of God the Holy Spirit to open your minds and to give you of His understandings, comparing a spiritual truth with a spiritual truth within the Holy Writings, then the Lord will open your mind and give you His understandings. This is what the Lord teaches. See, there is no uh, human beings, there is no method that fallen human beings can create to understand the messages that God has for you through a prophet. So the Lord speaks through a prophet. Period. The rest is just uh, uh, human in inventions, uh, humans... Uh, wishful, you know, thinking and uh, deceiveness. Uh, you learn that the Lord says through a prophet Jeremiah that the mind is deceitful and exceedingly corrupt. So you know these things. Now this is the truth. Uh, this is why the Lord through Moses is telling you that he is the one who created everything into existence. But then you have people who uh, invented a, that there is a theory of creationism. That's a lie. 
No human being has ever postulated that the Lord created everything into existence. Uh, fallen human beings, some of them has postulated that there is something called evolution. But if you have learned in our previous sections, uh, evolution is a lack of intelligence. In fact, it's the opposite. Now, this you will also learn in the holy writings that to depart from the Lord is foolishness. And that foolishness is something that uh, eventually you will begin to believe as truth if you continue to reject the truth who is God. So truth for God is not a concept. It's not an idea. It's not an abstract. It is God himself. It's a being. So uh, you're going to learn a little more about this as we uh, deepen into the studies uh, throughout the prophets. So God speaks through a prophet. Now we're reading what the prophet Moses wrote that God told him to write. So Moses is not a writer like in the world. Now you need to begin to make the distinction between the things of the world and the spiritual things. Now God uh, is not going to use the things of the world to do something. Uh, in fact, uh, he makes the distinction between the two so that you're not deceived. Now, for the most part, you know, people like to change things and people, falling human beings, always wants to constantly change. And they have deceived themselves to believe that, you know, one generation is better than the other and uh, the things that they have accomplished are somehow better than previous generations. Now, you're going to learn in the Holy Writings that that is deceiveness. That is foolishness. Nothing has changed. If you uh, think about it, and if you follow the train of thought uh, or the uh, connections that the Lord is making intelligently uh, in the Holy Writings, what he says is that, you know, we still die. So nothing has changed. You know, the uh, result of man committing sin is death. And so people die. No matter how much somebody may claim that they created some change, something... Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So change is constant. It is said. Uh, that's also deceiveness. You see, uh, what the Lord has established doesn't change. Uh, look around you. You know, the earth continues to rotate, uh, rotates on its axis. The moon still goes around the sun. The oceans are still oceans. The rivers are still rivers. The fish are in the water. The birds, the fly, fly. The birds on the land, still on the land. Uh, human beings, falling human beings are still on the land because of God. And so nothing's changed. But in the mind of the falling uh, human being, it deceives the being to believe things that are not true. So the Lord says nothing has changed. Generation comes generation goes. But 
if you look around you, you know, you probably think, you know, well, I mean, we've made some progress, we've made some changes, and and see, this is what's considered uh, by God uh, that the mind is deceitful. So, he makes you believe things that are not true. The truth is, you die. So, no matter. Uh, how much you think you have accomplished in life, you die. In fact, you know someone who perhaps never accomplished anything also dies. So uh, this is why uh, one of the prophets, Solomon, says, "You know what reward is there?" And uh, you're gonna learn. I mean, there's really uh, beautiful truth, but also. Uh, when the truth comes to you, you either accept it or you reject it. And so this is why we ask God to give us a meek and a humble heart. Uh, just like Jesus. Now you're going to learn in the life of Jesus what that means. Uh, these are not concepts, ideas, or abstracts. You will see the manifestation of meekness and humbleness in the life of Jesus. Now, we see it, and so intelligently we then ask God to give us of that. You cannot explain it, but you see the manifestation. You see the manifestation of good because Jesus is good. The Lord is Jesus. And so, after you see the manifestation of goodness, you ask for God to give you to make you in his image. And this is what he calls his image. So uh, this is vital. This is very important. Do not be deceived. God is not going to talk to nobody else but a prophet that he brings into existence. This is the Lord. So God doesn't change. See, God doesn't have to do scientific research. Uh, God is no philosopher. He is not a theologian. He is not a religious person, you know. I mean, these are just the garbage of the world. Uh, dunk of the world. This is what one of the prophets calls it, you know. And so people treasure the things of the world. And they believe that the things that they have created, which they haven't, but they think they have, um are you know of greatness and and then the lord teaches you otherwise i mean you're going to be uh, blown away i mean if you continue to study with us what the lord have to say about the things of the world the things of the world will come to an end nobody will ever care in the new world in the new heavens nobody will care about the things of the world the things that we will remember are those things uh, of the uh, Holy Scriptures that the Lord has revealed to us. And so now we continue and we learn uh, on our previous very last session that because men increase, then the uh, generations of men become corrupt. Now, this is what the Lord says. Uh, this is not what Moses says. Now, remember, Moses 
uh, was not even in existence uh, when God brought uh, the great flood on the earth. Uh, Moses was not around. This is something that God told Moses that happened. So Moses then writes it for us to read it. And the one who helps us understand is not Moses, but the Lord, God the Holy Spirit. So the Lord says that wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of man's heart was continually only evil. Yahweh was sorry that he had made man on earth, and it grieved him in his heart. Yahweh said, I will destroy man whom I have created uh, from the surface of the ground. Men, along with animals, creeping things, and birds of the sky, for I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found favor in Yahweh's eyes. All right, so first thing, though, you're probably already thinking, right? Could it be true that there was only Noah? I mean, the earth was populated, you know, being one land. There were no continents. It was one piece of land altogether. Now, uh, the answer to your question is yes, only Noah. It's it's incredible to to believe it, right? That only one person will be uh, willing to uh, follow the Lord, though he cannot fully obey the commandments of God. Noah does the things that he can do, and that the rest, the Lord does it. Uh, this you're going to learn uh, much deeper now when Jesus Christ, uh, Jesus the Christ comes on earth. But for now, yeah, only Noah. There was, you know, a lot of people already on earth. Uh, we don't have a historical account as people in the world study history. What the Bible teaches you are um, events that occurred, and uh, these events, you know, there is no precise time frames and uh, give you accounts of every single thing, but the things that the Lord chose to provide to you are the things that you find. And this is what you need. I mean, remember, the Lord created the mind. It just didn't happen on itself. I mean, that's really... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you... Yeah, anywho, anyhow, so let's get back here. So the Lord is going to destroy the earth. Now, the reason for God destroying the earth is because the wickedness of human have become on earth great and all their thoughts were continually towards evil and they did evil in the sight of the Lord and so the Lord uh, found favor in Noah so, only Noah, 
Nobody else? Yeah, that's, that's what the Lord is telling you. The Lord says that only Noah found favor in his sight because he was a just man. So, and he did everything just as God commanded him. You see, the things that he could do, he did. Now, you need to remember that the tree of life was still in the Garden of Eden. And that Garden of Eden was guarded by cherubs. Now, cherubs are not little children, right? They're heavenly beings that excel in power. Uh, Lucifer was created a covering cherub. So cherubim is the plural, and seraphim are the plural for, for seraph. So you got seraphim and cherubim. But Lucifer was created a covering cherub. In other words, someone who was closest to God. Now, so you've, you've learned that many, many years back, the Lord destroyed the flesh, uh, human beings that lived on earth. And he did it by a great flood. If someone teaches you that the Lord does not destroy, that person wants to deceive you. He or she wants to present to you something that is not truthful. And the reason for doing that is because they want to uh, introduce to you, want to introduce to you lies and uh, basically deceive you. Uh, so these are false prophets, uh, false teachers. Because what they tell you is not what the Lord teaches, uh, neither is what the Lord commands. So that's, this is why the Lord says uh, these are false prophets and these are false teachers. Now you're going to learn also that uh, eventually uh, these things are serious things because uh, you see God is not going to change the way he talks to you. You know, he brings a message uh, through the prophets and then um, what you are to do is to uh, study God's uh, word, you know, the holy writings and the one who would teach you is God, the Holy Spirit. So if you do not seek the Lord, if you do not uh, ask God to give you of his Holy Spirit to uh, understand uh, beautiful truth uh, that is only in the holy writings, then uh, you are basically... Uh, deceiving yourself you know you're gonna uh, create things that God never said and you're gonna begin to believe things that the Lord uh, never uh, indicated uh, to do uh, so let us let us begin here so so Noah then uh, found favor in the sight of the Lord now the Lord says I am going to bring flat waters on the earth to destroy all life under the heavens, every creature that has the breath of life in it. Everything on earth will perish, but I will establish my covenant with you, and you will enter the ark, you and your sons, and your wife, and your son's wife with you. 
you are to bring into the ark two of all living creatures, male and female, and keep them alive with you, two of every kind of bird, of every kind of animal, and of every kind of creature that moves along the ground will come to you uh, to be kept alive. You are to take every kind of food that is to be eaten and store it away as food for you and for them. So this is what the Lord is commanding that Noah does. That he builds an ark and that God will bring the animals to him and then he will have food for the animals and for him. Now, uh, remember, God is going to destroy all human beings and all animals. Everything that is not in the ark will be destroyed. And, and the reasoning that God tells you is because men uh, were violent and corrupt. So last time on our previous session, we had talked a little bit about uh, violence uh, and, and power. So power is not the same. Now, violence is not something that you find outside. It's, it's inside falling human beings. So the only way for you to uh, understand this is to really stick to what the Lord says in the Holy Writings. Uh, if you start thinking on yourself, uh, or in other words, if you, if you think that you're thinking, you know, and trying to answer things that are not there, then you're just going to get deceived. Uh, the Lord is power. You see, power to God is He creates. Everything that exists, exists because He created it. That is power. I mean, uh, violence cannot do anything against power. Uh, you're going to learn this, you know, through the lives of some of the men uh, that God brought into existence, uh, like Samson. And so, for now, uh, just bear with me and let us continue here. So, basically, the Lord is saying that He will destroy all human beings except Noah, his wife, uh, his three children, and their wives. So God created men in his image, and then God created a woman for the man. And so he created male and female. So there is, uh, based on creation that the Lord did, uh, distinctions between a man and a woman, you know, male female. Uh, these things you cannot change. This is what the Lord has established. So in this creation, he created a man and a woman. Now heavenly beings, now heavenly beings on the other hand, uh, they, there are no females amongst the heavenly beings. Uh, they're all, they're all male. Uh, just like the Lord. The Lord is male. But the heavenly beings do not reproduce themselves. So there is no need for reproductive organs. But they're all males. Now for us, this creation here, 
the Lord did. A man, he created a man in his likeness. Remember, Adam, he formed his body out of the dust of the ground. And then he blew into his nostrils the breath of life, uh, the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Now then he said that he opened uh, on the side of the man, put him to sleep first, and then out of one of the ribs that he took, he created a woman. Now the woman came out of man, and so she has the image of God because she was taken. Uh, she was created uh, by God uh, from one of the bones of man. And this is why Adam says that she will be called woman because she was taken from men. You know, out of the rib and the flesh of that rib, God created a woman. This is what the Lord is telling you. You cannot prove these things. Don't be... <laughs> so, don't be ridiculous. I mean, uh, when it comes to, you know, scientific reasoning... Uh, which is not independent of the intellect, uh, the intellect itself, no intelligence will tell you, uh, it's impossible to search the things that the Lord has made. It's, it's just impossible. But anywho, anyhow, so basically, uh, so the Lord is about to destroy the earth. So uh, Noah did everything just as God commanded him. Now the Lord then said to Noah, Go into the ark, you and your whole family, because I have found you righteous in this generation. Take with you seven pairs of every kind of clean animal, and male and his mate, and one pair of every kind of unclean animal, a male and his mate. And also seven pairs of every kind of bird, male and female, to keep their various kinds alive throughout the earth. Seven days from now, I will send rain on the earth for 40 days and 40 nights, and I will wipe from the face of the earth every living creature I have made. So who is going to do this? The Lord. And why is he going to do this? Well, because a man has departed from God, and has increased in numbers, and their thoughts are continually towards evil, and they do evil in the sight of the Lord. So this is a good thing. You know, God is going to destroy these people because they have become evil in such a way that it offends the Lord. And so the Lord says, I will wipe them out of the uh, surface of the earth. It probably sounds, you know, a little drastic, right? Well, the thing is that uh, these people that uh, he is telling you here are evil. And evil, you see, does not exist. Evil has no reason, has no rationale for existence. So God is going to destroy men. You see, it's not going to destroy something the man has, you know, uh, the man have created. He's going to destroy man. 
<laughs> so, all right, so uh, let's continue here. And Noah did all that the Lord commanded him. Now Noah was 600 years old when the flood waters came on the earth. And Noah and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives entered the ark to escape the waters of the flood. Now pairs of clean and unclean animals, of birds and of all creatures that move along the ground, male and female, came to Noah and entered the ark. As God had commanded Noah, and after the seven days, the flood waters came on the earth. So Noah entered the ark, but it did not immediately begin to rain. And you have to remember that it had never rained before. So people reason, you know, rain, okay, so it hasn't rained. And so, but now it's going to rain. Why? Because the Lord says so. And this is the thing that you need to be very careful. If the Lord says something, you'll happen. You know, this is one of the things for you to identify a prophet that comes from God. You know, whatever the prophet says will happen. Not because the prophet is saying it, but because the Lord said it. And what the Lord says, it happens. So this is one of the signs for you to recognize that someone is a prophet sent by God. Whatever that prophet says that God told him that would happen, it'll happen. Now, there are other things, but this is one of them, okay? Just remember that. If not, uh, I'll remind you. So, Noah entered the ark, the animals that the Lord brought to him. And so, on the seventh day, after they have entered the ark, the flat waters came on the earth. Now, in the 600 years of Noah's life, on the seventeenth day of the second month, on that day, all the springs of the great deep burst forth, and the floodgates of the heavens were opened, and rain fell on the earth forty days and forty nights. Now this is no coincidence. Remember that when the Lord created, He said that He was the evening or the night and the day. So darkness is night, light is day. So it rained for 40 days and 40 nights, meaning 40 days, right? It's just making the distinction that it just as he created the earth, you know, on seven days. So after the seventh day, the flat waters came on the earth. On that very day, Noah and his sons, uh, Shem, Ham, and Japhet, or Hapet, together with his wife and the wives of his three sons, entered the ark. So remember, the mind is deceitful and exceedingly corrupt. And so, the reason for it is because men disobey God 
wanting to become God. And so the Lord calls that evil, sin. And sin evil has no explanation. But the manifestation of it, you see. And so because of that, then death enter. But the wickedness and the evil ways of this generation, it was so great that God had to put them to sleep, to, to destroy them. Uh, God had to destroy them. And that he did. So, it says here, uh, they had with them every wild animal according to its kind, all livestock according to their kinds, every creature that moves along the ground according to its kind, and every bird according to its kind, everything with wings. Pairs of all creatures that have the breath of life in them came to Noah and entered the ark. The animals going in were male and female, and every living, every living thing as God had commanded Noah. And the Lord shut him in. Now for forty days the flood kept coming on the earth. And as the waters increased, they lifted the ark high above the earth. The waters rose and increased greatly on the earth, and the ark floated on the surface of the waters. They rose greatly on the earth, and all the high mountains under the entire heavens were covered. The waters rose and covered the mountains to the depth of more than 15 cubits. Every living thing had moved, every living thing that moved on land perished. Birds, livestock, wild animals, all the creatures that swarm over the earth, and all human beings. Everything on the dry land that had the breath of life in its nostrils died. Every living thing on the face of the earth was wiped out. People and animals and the creatures that move along the ground and the birds were wiped from the earth. Only Noah was left and those with him in the ark. The waters flooded the earth for a hundred and fifty days. Now this is the truth. The Lord is telling you that all of this generation of humans that the Lord created, only Noah, Noah's wife, Noah's children, three of them and their wives, uh, survive. And this is because the Lord kept them. It wasn't because they were uh, by themselves, you know, able to survive. It is because the Lord kept them. So this is great truth right here. You see, uh, evil has no reason for existence. And so evil is not something that you find outside man. It's something that man has because he was 
uh, conceived and born into sin uh, from Adam, who is our, our father. So we all come from Adam. Now, it's true, you know, some of us, uh, you probably think that because uh, some look differently, that there are kinds of people or there are types of people, uh, but this is uh, deceitful. See, the truth is that uh, human beings, we all come from Adam and Eve. And then uh, the earth was populated again through Noah, his children, and their wives. So this is the truth. <laughs> so, now, you know, sometimes you hear people saying, you know, uh, stuff that uh, may contradict what God is telling you, but uh, these are matters of faith. So uh, think of it for a moment. Think of it like this. So uh, God is telling you that he brought the waters on the earth. You see, nothing happens out of chance or probability. These things are human sciences. Uh, for example, you know you have statistical uh, or statistics, uh, which is not true mathematics, but uh, you know it's uh, uh, it's something we use and employ in the world. You know, chance, probability, etc. With the Lord, there is no chance, and there is no probability. And so God is the one who calls the waters to be, you know, to to be brought upon the earth. And so every living thing on earth died that was not in the ark. So the ark is the way in which Noah, his wife, and his children and their wives, these are the only ones that were kept. So there is no or the person that, you know, escape the death that the Lord had brought upon the earth, except the ones that he saved. Um, so there's no one person that was able to kind of hang on to the ark, you know, and uh, broke into the ark and hid himself somewhere. <laughs> uh, this is just men you know, trying to deceive you from the truth. So the truth is that the Lord destroyed all of that generation of people because they were wicked, because they were evil, because they were violent. And so the Lord decided to wipe them out of the surface of the earth. And the way he did that is by bringing the flat waters. Now think, uh, think of it for a moment. 40 days constantly raining, day and night. Whoa, I mean, this is just incredible. Now, but God remember Noah and all the wild animals and the livestock that were with him in the ark, and he sent a wind over the earth. You see, the wind didn't just happen to come on itself, you know, like... Uh, it decided to, to blow, right? No, I mean, it's the Lord who is doing these things. 
Uh, you have to begin to to see things the way God, the Creator, is the one that does. Nothing happens by chance. Nothing happens out of probability. These are just things that are used and employed in the world. But God doesn't need these things. You see, it's the Lord who brought the waters. And so the Lord now is bringing a wind over the earth. And the waters receded. Now the springs of the deep and the floodgates of the heavens had been closed. And the rain has stopped falling from the sky. The water receded steadily from the earth. At the end of the 150 days, the waters had gone down. And on the 17th day of the seventh month, the ark came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. The waters continued to recite until the 10th month and on the first day of the 10th month the tops of the mountains became visible so the flood that you're uh, hearing from the Lord is a flood that covered the entire earth now remember that the land was one piece of land there were no continents this is what you have after the flood but before the flood, the earth was one piece of land because he separated the waters from the dry land. So the dry land was one piece of land. And so the flood occurred on the entire land. There was not a single place that the waters did not cover up this is what the Lord is telling you. If someone tells you differently, they're just trying to deceive you from the truth. Even in the so-called, you know, uh, scientific world or the so-called sciences, uh, you have to be careful. Remember, logic and reasoning. Not everything that is logical makes reasoning and not everything that is reason on itself lacks logical uh, order. So, in other words, you know, you need both uh, logic and reason. Um, and in th this, you you'll learn because uh, uh, some people will excuse and will bring in any excuse to justify what they want. Uh, and so, this is what the Lord says happened. And it didn't happen on its own accord. The Lord is the one that destroyed all those men because of the wickedness and evil of men. All the thoughts of their imagination were continuously going towards evil. This is what the Lord tells you. So, after 40 days, Noah opened a window he had made in the ark and sent out a, a raven, and it kept flying back and forth until the waters had dried up for the, uh, from the earth. Uh, then he sent out a dove to see if the waters had receded from the surface of the ground, but the dove could find 
uh, nowhere to perch because there was waters all over the surface of the earth. So he returned to Noah in the ark. He reached out his hand and took the dove and brought it back to himself in the ark. Now he waited seven more days. And again, he sent out a dove from the ark. When the dove returned to him in the evening, uh, there in his uh, beak was a freshly plucked olive leaf. Now then Noah knew that the waters had receded from the earth. Now he waited seven more days and sent the dove out again, but this time it didn't return to him. Now by the first day of the first month of Noah's uh, six hundred and first year, the waters had dried up from the earth. Uh, Noah then removed the covering from the ark and saw that the surface of the ground was dry. By the 27th day of the second month, the earth was completely dry. Now then God said to Noah, Come out of the ark, you and your wife and your sons and their wives. Bring out every kind of living creature that is with you, the birds, the animals, and all the creatures that move along the ground so they can multiply on the earth and be fruitful and increase in number on it. So Noah came out together with his sons and his wife and his sons' wives, all the animals and all the creatures that move along the ground and all the birds, everything that moves on land came out of the ark, one kind after another. You see, when, it, when God talks about the animals, about the birds, he says, according to its kind. But when he speaks of men, uh, there's no kinds of people, there's no types of people. Uh, we are just, you know, human beings. Uh, human beings, of course, that because of sin, uh, then we lost the image of God and his likeness. But he is the one who is working for us uh, through Jesus the Christ, a great salvation where he has given us redemption from sin, but also uh, will give us once more his likeness and his image. Only the Lord can do these things. So Noah came out together with his sons and his wives and his sons' wives. Uh, now, then Noah built an altar to the Lord and uh, taking some of the clean animals and clean birds, uh, he sacrificed burnt offerings on it. Now the Lord smelled the pleasing aroma and said to his heart, Never again will I curse the ground because of humans, even though every inclination of the human heart is evil from childhood. So is there such a thing that maybe over time, you know, people learn to be, uh, you know, evil? Uh, no, I mean, this is things it says the Lord, you know, that we were conceived in evil and we were born in evil. But the Lord then has made a way for us so that we may become in his likeness yet again. Not out of chance, not of out of probability, but because the Lord is doing these things. He is the one that does. He creates. So never again 
will I curse the ground because of humans, even though every inclination of the human heart is evil from childhood, and never again will I destroy all living creatures, as I have done. As long as the earth endures, uh, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night, will never cease. So as long as the earth endures. Now then, God blessed Noah and his sons, uh, saying to them, uh, "Be fruitful and increasing numbers, and fill the earth. The fear and dread of you will fall on all the bees of the earth, and on all the birds in the sky, on every creature that moves along the ground, and on all the fish in the sea." They are given into your hands. Everything that lives and moves about will be food for you, just as I gave you the green plants. I now give you everything. But you must not eat meat that has its life blood is still in it. And for your life blood, I will surely demand an accounting. I will demand an accounting from every animal. And from each human being too, I will demand an accounting for the life of another human being. Whoever sheds human blood, by humans shall their blood be shed. For in the image of God has God made human beings. As for you, be fruitful and increase in numbers. Multiply on the earth and increase upon it. Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, "I now establish my covenant with you, and with your descendants after you, and with every living creature that was with you, the birds, the livestock, and all the wild animals, and those that came out of the ark with you, every living creature on the earth. I establish my covenant with you. Never again will all life be destroyed." By the waters of a flood, never again will there be a flood to destroy the earth. As and God said, "Now this is the sign of the covenant I am making between me and you, and every living creature with you, a covenant for all generations to come. I have set my rainbow in the clouds, and it will be the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. Whatever I bring clouds." Whenever I bring clouds over the earth, and the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will remember my covenant between me and you, and all living creatures of every kind. Never again will the waters become a flood to destroy all life. Whenever the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God. And all living creatures of every kind on the earth. So God said to Noah, "This is the sign of the covenant I have established between me and all life on the earth." So the rainbow is something that the Lord created, you see. And the reasoning behind it, the meaning of the rainbow. It has only one meaning: the thoughts of God. God's thoughts.
Now these you will also understand they're even better as we continue to study the holy writings, but uh, uh, this is why you see a rainbow. So whenever a rainbow is seen, it only has one meaning. And the meaning of the rainbow is that the Lord made a covenant in his thoughts. And he says that he will not destroy the earth with waters. Now, it doesn't mean that there are no floods, you know, here and there, you know, here and then, different places. Uh, it only means that God will not destroy the earth. <laughs> so, uh, the entire earth. Uh, you know, and so, uh, this is just a beautiful right? I mean, God has uh, told you already that uh, he will not destroy the earth again with waters. Uh, he will destroy it with fire. But uh, you'll learn that later. So for now, it's important for you to remember that the things that the Lord says and the meaning that the Lord gives them is the only thing that uh, prevails. Nothing else. You see, man uh, can account for uh, giving meaning to things and uh, supposedly, you know, creating, etc., etc., but the only things that remains are those things that the Lord creates. And so uh, you see a rainbow. Whenever you see a rainbow, it only has one meaning. And that meaning comes from God. Uh, you see human beings. Uh, humans have made divisions amongst themselves, uh, thinking that there are kinds of humans, different types of humans. Uh, this is just uh, stupidity, you see. Uh, men will find always something in which to divide themselves and deceive themselves uh, because the mind is deceitful and exceedingly corrupt. Uh, this is what the Lord teaches. So the only way for you to be kept away from this uh, evil and this wickedness is for you to abide in the Lord. And by that we mean you know, for you to obey the Lord. Uh, while it is true that it is impossible to obey the Lord on our strength, it is also truth that he has given us of his Holy Spirit so that you may begin to rejoice and enjoy and live a life in the fear of the Lord. Not fear as being afraid, but in which you acknowledge that the Lord is the Lord and you are not so that you are a created being. So, uh, we're going to continue the next time. Uh, just remember, uh, this is the truth. The Lord has spoken, and the way he has spoken is through his prophet, and that prophet is Moses. If the Lord has a message, the Lord will raise a prophet out of his people. And that prophet will bring the message that the Lord has for you. So this is why when you study the Holy Writings, uh, we hear what the prophet says, not the book. The book is, is, is nothing special in it. Uh, it's not a book like in you know human sciences or uh, people who write books, whatever. Uh, this is way different. You see, this is 
the prophet. The prophet wrote the message that the Lord has for you. Now the Lord makes you responsible to know what He has revealed. The things that He has not revealed, they don't belong to you yet, but He will reveal them in due time. In His great wisdom, He knows when uh, to reveal those things. And to the Lord, a mystery is something that is beyond uh, human comprehension, human understanding, even of loyal heavenly beings that did not abandon their positions and uh, kept loyal to the Lord, that they did not sin like Lucifer. Even them, in perfection, cannot inquire, cannot uh, know things of uh, existence. So what the Lord basically says is, you know, a mystery it's beyond the endowments that the Lord has given you. Uh, so that's a mystery. Uh, you cannot explain why there is evil. Uh, you cannot explain, you know, how God created all things into existence out of nothing. That's a mystery. So in human terms, you know, falling human beings, uh, sometimes, you know, a mystery uh, maybe something that you could discover it and and you know bring it to life or you know whatever but that's that's not what the Lord calls a mystery <laughs> uh, these are just things uh, beyond understanding so may the Lord bless you and keep you and we'll see you the next time